Next on the tee in Season 2, Episode 17 of Grow the Grind. Live from the Cognizant Founders Cup, we scored big on this one. A two-for-one special on LPGA Stars. Joining us just before the event teed off with 38 cuts made and four top 10 finishes on tour. A winner on the Symmetra Tour, graduate from the University of Virginia, where she was a WGCA All-American and an All-ACC player, Elizabeth Sokol. Alongside Elizabeth, one of her best friends on tour and in life, winner of the 2019 LPGA Volunteers of America Classic in her rookie season, and runner-up in the 2020 Ladies Scottish Open, a three-time WGCA All-American at the University of Alabama, 2017 SEC Player of the Year, winner of the WGCA Freshman of the Year, and a two-time Texas Gulf State Individual Champion, Cheyenne Knight. It has been a long minute since we've recorded this pod with Cheyenne and Elizabeth. A lot has happened in these last few months for myself, and I am sure for them as well. Listening back to this episode had a huge impact on me. I am on my grind and have been for the past few months, really trying to make some critical swing changes to have a better spring and summer season. I'm realizing that this process will never end for me. It never ends for all golfers, and hearing that from LPGA stars firsthand will inspire you to keep fighting the good fight in this crazy game. This game is crazy, and we're crazy for being all in on it. But there was some peace of mind knowing that Cheyenne and Elizabeth go through the same things that we go through. Hearing them talk even a little bit about that one thing that just sticks out that they can't get rid of in their swing, or that tendency that they constantly go back to. And I think you're going to catch a lot of that in this episode. It's almost like a counseling session. It was for me, looking back at it and hearing them talk, that we're all kind of moving in the right direction. You know, time will tell. But even as we progress, those little nuances will always be around. Like that demon's just hanging there waiting to come back. You think things are going good? You're over the top. Okay, I got to share a story that defines Elizabeth's character. After we recorded this episode, we had a few days to watch the action. We obviously wanted to spend our time walking with players that came on Grow the Grind. We saw Elizabeth making some noise after day one and two, and were able to catch a few holes. But on the final day, we put in some real work to support her. Elizabeth was in the final group and birdied the 18th to finish solo third. She almost messed around and won the whole thing. It was a miserable final day, cold and very wet. Rain didn't stop for the last nine holes. All right, let me finish this, okay? Because it was miserable, but you wouldn't know it looking at Elizabeth. As always, Elizabeth was just all smiles, waving at us, waving at the crowd, walking to the side of the ropes. And at one point, sorry, I didn't mean to take your thunder here, Allie, and I know you love this story, but at one point, she was on the 15th hole, maybe three strokes back on the final day, par five, sitting perfectly with a hybrid in her hand, waiting for the green to clear. And she like eyed one of her friends. They were actually standing right, right next to, underneath an umbrella, trying to stay dry. And she like ran over to them and like embraced them, gave them a hug. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like she's watching Nellie Corda finish up in front of her in the final group. And she takes the time when she's three or four strokes behind 
to come congratulate this couple about getting engaged and talks about the ring. And at one point, like everybody there was like, dude, you, you gotta go get your shot. Um, and she actually hit a great shot and, and the pin placement was, was, was just jail. And the ball rolled just past the pin. She would have had a great shot at Eagle and gain a little ground, but ended up parring it. And in that moment, I was like, man, that, that had to be a birdie. It had to be, a, that was one of those you had to be make a birdie on. What does she do? She stiffs it on 16, has a tap in birdie, almost holes out 17, and birdie's 18 to finish solo third. And then afterwards, she comes up to you and says, thank you. Like, oh, thanks a lot. It was so fun having you out here. Uh, and if there's anything I can, and I'm like, oh my, what? This, per- oh, thank you. <laughs> this person is awesome. And that's what we got out of her, right? Like, we were recording one with Shirley uh, Spork on day two when she's going like crazy, low seven under, and she's like waving at us, giving us a thumbs up because we're talking to a founder of the LPGA. And uh, I think we're fans now. Would you agree? Definitely. And I will never forget talking to Cheyenne and Elizabeth. They're everything we should aspire to be. Very giving of their time, hardworking, patient, and kind. Great players to follow on tour for so many reasons. Junior golfers around the world dream about playing in the PGA or the LPGA every single day. Cheyenne Knight and Elizabeth Sokol are living their dream together. Two great friends who have earned and continued to hold on to their cards. A complete dream come true. We left this start of this episode uncut because right before we were going into our intro, Cheyenne started texting her swing coach, which we loved, right, Ellie? It's kind of funny to watch that. And so it was just like this fun and natural thing. And hearing her talk about it and her continued grind, we had to share that sound with everybody. So without any more delay, here it is. Thanks for listening to episode 17 of season two on Grow the Grind. Living the dream with Cheyenne Knight and Elizabeth Sokol. I was texting him earlier. He was working, but this is his lunch hour right now. So this is where he responds a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. Always have the swing coach on the ready. Oh, yeah. On speed dial. Yes. They're needed a lot. I'm just like, double-checking things, you know. We have an LPGA twosome joining us for another incredible episode of Grow the Grind. On the eve of day one, here on the Founders' Cup, Elizabeth Sokol and Cheyenne Knight are hanging out with us at the Tea House at Mountain Ridge Country Club. Our time is short. We know you guys have more work to do, so we are going to make the most of it. We are Grow the Grind, and our focus is supposed to be pushing people to work hard and grow the grind, knowing that hard work will pay off in the end. It may take years to accomplish your dreams in this game, but it is possible. When the hard work pays off, and you keep pushing past your limits, the results come. Elizabeth and Cheyenne, you have made it to the top. I can't wait to hear how you made it happen. Thank you for sharing some time with us and coming on this podcast. Yeah, Mm -hmm. thanks for having us, Allie. Yeah, happy to be here. Get out of here, Allie. We're sitting across from Cheyenne (laughs) and Elizabeth here just before this thing kicks off. I know you guys do have some things going on, but we don't care. You're best buddies. All right, you guys hang out together on tour, and somehow throughout your process here, you've made it, you know. And I think that Al, we don't like, we don't intro that all the time, like, hey, this is Grow the Grind. But I think we get away from some of that in some of these talks because 
you know, we go down this path or this. We're trying to stay super focused with you two because if we only have 30 minutes with you, we really want to talk about your grind. And we want to talk about what has worked for you to get to where you are at this point. You already were making kind of a point there, Cheyenne, about I'm looking at your phone, you're looking at your swing coach. You're you're clearly thinking about some things going into tomorrow. You want to make sure everything's in sync and in line and you're probably just, you know, maybe some light tuning before things kick off. Yeah, so one thing that's been important to my grind is being honest with myself and what I need to improve on um so yeah I have my I talk to my coach pretty much every day just making sure I'm doing the right things because I tend to fall back into my bad habits so just being aware of that and making sure I'm doing the right things and even though it may not be perfect result but just know I'm working on the right things in my swing and in my practice and practicing with a purpose not just pounding balls but you know just trying to get it right so that's one thing that's been um, important to me and throughout my career is you know practicing with a purpose uh, knowing what it takes each week and what you need to do to have the best chance to win out here yeah and you're in touch constantly with your coaching still definitely yes yeah Yeah. and I'd say for me it's definitely finding the balance of rest and practice and uh, just feeling the best I can as prepared as I can uh, by Thursday yeah, I, I don't know what it looked like for you when you were younger, so let's start there, okay? So, Elizabeth, when you started and picked up a club, can we go right into the amount of time that you remember spending on it and ever questioning whether or not it was going to be too much or if you could handle the amount of time that it takes to get good at this ridiculous sport? Definitely questioned it a lot. I started golf a little bit later. I played a bunch of other sports, so I didn't start playing until I was about 13 or 14, so you're already ha- you're already a little ha- ahead of me, Allie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but I loved it. I definitely put in some extra time. I put on my high school team and would always practice a bit before practice would start and definitely knew it was going to take a lot of work and Mm -hmm. had a great opportunity to play in college and here I am now. Cheyenne, you don't believe her, do you? (laughs) No, I don't believe her at all. No No chance. 13, 14? (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Elizabeth's a great athlete. Very athletic. Um, Just in her swing in general, just creates a lot of power. And I think it's important to play other sports too, just, um, you Mm -hmm. know, so you don't get burned out with golf and... I started only playing golf when I was like 14. I played other sports growing up yeah. as well. So, so it was a month at a time that you would take off? Um, I live in Texas, so it was warm all year round, but so I had more of the chance to play all year round. But I mean, there, there would be weeks where I wouldn't play, but I would always go play on the weekend or something, but not every day after school when I was playing basketball and stuff. It wasn't a, uh, we have to be on the range for five hours a day from the age of seven to 15 situation for either of you. Definitely not. No. No. And I'm grateful for that. I didn't quite have the temperament for it when I was younger. So I'm glad I kind of played other sports and got into it. I feel like at the right time for me. (laughs) Well, how did you get here though? Like, cause you're saying how you take time off, which is obviously needed but you had to have worked hard I mean absolutely yes definitely worked very hard I feel like by the time I knew I wanted to play golf and give it a chance I focused only on golf just before high school started and Mm -hmm. really worked hard at it committed to it and especially even more so in college when I kind of figured out hey like I I think I want to play professionally then definitely put in the hours and really committed to it then yeah you didn't swing a club until 14 (laughs) I swung a club before that, but I'd never you really in like. Tournaments. No, 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 no. Like I'd maybe swung a club occasionally, but no tournaments until probably 14 for sure. We had Annie Park on just recently, and so now this is the thing. We, who's the baker? You like to bake? You like to bake? I like to bake. Like Somebody's to bake. a baker yeah. in a bio at least. 
Somebody likes coffee. Somebody likes to bake. Either way, yeah. we talked to I her like, about baking. Both like Probably coffee. both of us. Right. Yeah. So, so we talked to her about baking cookies and what it takes to become you guys. Mm-hmm. We were trying to dig in, like, hey, let's get the recipe thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was our whole like topic. It was fun. It yeah, was great. It was. And so we thought we figured it out. And because she worked like a mad woman every single day yeah. for hour after hour after <laughs> hour, and now you guys sit here and eh. We start. I don't know, I kind of started at fourteen. <laughs> and you're an Illinois girl for the most yes. part until you were. When did you get out of there? Uh, um, now I live in Tampa the last two yeah, but years. You but grew I, up in Illinois. You I grew up cold. in Illinois. Yes. You were playing hockey too, right? You were no hockey for me. That was not for me. But yeah, I played a bunch of different sports, and not until after I graduated college would I really go away for winter time somewhere warm. So I lived in Illinois basically until after college. So. Talk about your work ethic, how it separated you as a younger player. I want numbers on this. How many days per week, how many hours per day were you working on your game? 14 years old, you decide to commit. We're ready to go, it's go time. Can't fake it now. When I was 14, I was probably practicing six or seven days a week after school until dark, probably something like that. So you were working hard, Definitely. (laughs) Same story? Yeah. Yeah, same story, I mean, now you have a lot of time like all hours mm-hmm. of the day but you know you had school other other things going on with your family so mm-hmm. yeah right after school until dark probably every day when it, in and high then, school and, and then school. you earned your way into a college situation and yes. Alabama was a great place so what was Alabama golf like and how did that push you towards that next level you know I I love competing I love playing golf and that's one thing that drove me a lot when I was younger um, especially in high school I wasn't the best junior golfer but you know I worked hard no, I, I just wanted to become better, and that's like one thing that's always driven me. And with golf, there's always you can't reach perfection, but you're always trying to. But in Alabama, I didn't know where I was going to be on the lineup, and I really wanted to go to a school that had a lot of good players and that would push me. So I, I won National Freshman of the Year my freshman year, and that's when like the LPGA was kind of on my radar because you. I didn't know if I was good enough, but um, my freshman year in Alabama, I really started to see myself as a player and see what defined me and what made me good so that was a huge turning point for me that's that light bulb moment remember we talked yeah, we about, talk that. about that um like when that light bulb moment is for like, you turns on and when you start wanting it and yeah. you decide okay i'm gonna act, i got a chance at this so mm-hmm. when was that for you mm-hmm. elizabeth you know it wasn't until later probably almost senior year of college where i really realized i want to give this a try I this had, is so inspiring it's yeah. so great to hear that <laughs> Do you know why? We're, we're in the junior golf world. Yeah. Do you know what that looks like? Every parent thinks right now matters. Like yeah. This is the time to be great. A lot of girls that I grew up playing junior golf with, uh, AJGA, you know, whatever, the top girls in AJGA, a lot of them get burnt out. And that's one thing with the grind. You need to, like, have a balance. Because once you get out here, it's all that you have. You know, you have your friends and middle school, high school, college, you have other things that once you come out here, um, I think it's important to know you, the balance. And, you know, I think it's always good because you're never on top forever. Yeah, um, balance is definitely important out here without school, without all that other stuff going on. Just a few weeks in a row, it's definitely important to find find that balance. Yeah, that balance question leads into this. Yeah, so everyone says work smarter, not harder. Did that happen for you over the years? And can you explain? I think growing up, you know, you only have a limited hours to practice, high school, college, you know, you have class. I, I, we practiced every day in the afternoon in college, but I, I had a class in the evening at 6 o'clock, so 
had a limited amount of time. So for me, it was quality over quantity. Because you can say you practice seven hours a day, but if you're not doing it with a purpose, um, it's really useless. So, you know, I try, and my time management was really good. And some days I'd practice for two hours or maybe an hour, but I got a lot more out of that than I would just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say for me in college, similar, kind of had a balanced school and everything. So that was good to kind of learn how to practice smarter and then you know after I graduated and I turned professional I had all day to just golf and I was practicing all day long playing all day and I realized that I wasn't getting any better so I kind of started going to the golf course for a set amount of time and really trying to be smart about my practice and get my work done and realize that was the best for me and I got a lot better doing that. I'm gaining a quick understanding here as to like why you guys are such good friends. <laughs> it does feel like you're very similar. You almost had a similar path. You almost had that same patient approach to wondering or feeling out whether or not it was going to happen for you. Uh, and so that must have clicked you guys a little bit. I don't know if there's just some maybe your work ethic similar to and I like to hear it because it's not what I expected coming into this. You know, I don't really know as a dad, you're trying to figure out the best way to do things and you're trying to write like a formula for your kids to, to get the most out of their lives. And so to be clear, like she's getting the most out of her life right now because she's sitting across from you too. And we get to watch you play this week now. So no matter what, we're, we're going to win. I don't necessarily know if it's a requirement to play in this event to, to win in this game. But I think a lot of people are measuring themselves by that. Mm -hmm. Can I get my kid to this level? And so I think our best asset or our best thing resource is asking players like you, like, how valuable is it? How much do you feel like the work that you put into it was worth it? And um, because it feels like you guys and we put in some work a little bit. Sounds like stop lying to us. I mean, it's it's a lot of hard work. work. Yes, absolutely. It's a lot of hard work at the end of the day. I think, as you said, it's working smarter, but it's a lot of hours. It's definitely a lot of lows at some points, but you get the highs with it too, which is great. Yeah, a lot of sacrifice. Absolutely. Um, But definitely a lot of hard work. And sometimes you may not want to be at the golf course doing something you know, working on your game, have other things going on, but that's where you are and and that's where you put the time. Trying, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've. We both work our tails off to come here, and, you know, I feel like just, like, how you respond to adversity, and, I mean, Elizabeth practices as hard as anyone out here, and, um, you know, it takes a lot, but I think everyone is talented, and everyone works hard, but I think, like, one of the things that you have to grind on, especially out here, is the mental aspect. I mean, it's, everyone can stripe it on the range, but it's, you know, the highs and the lows. I mean, in college, you go from playing, you know, 12 tournaments a year, and we play that in three months. And it's just a lot. It's grueling. And, um, yeah, mentally, it's kind of what separates, I think, the best from, like, the mediocre players. It's just the mindset, you know, um, how you approach your game on the golf course, how you respond to when you hit good shots, bad shots, or when you're struggling. And, you know, I've had a good amount of lows recently this year but it's just how you come out of that and knowing that you know I'm going to keep working hard I'm going to stick to my process and that you're going to come out of it a better person and player. So when do you know the hard work has paid off and when you get that feeling do you lighten up or push even harder? That's a good question. It's not easy I mean it's not easy because you probably aren't in the space where you allow yourself to say, oh, all right, I did it. You know, you're not, that's just not how you're wired. 
I think, as Cheyenne said earlier, you can never be perfect at golf. And I think we're always trying to get better every day. You're kind of never satisfied with how you play. Uh, I think that's just kind of how we are wired after all this hard work for years. But are you wired in a way that you recognize that it's paying off? The work is paying off? Definitely have those moments where you're like, wow, this is is great. I worked on this last week. I worked really hard and I see this progress. And I think with golf, you can really see that. So I think that is a great thing to be able to see your hard work paying off. Uh, But I feel like we're always wanting to get better no matter what but can definitely kind of take a step back and realize that which I think is a really important part same I think it can be little things every day you know you're trying to do a drill one day and you don't complete it complete it but the next day you do you try again then you make you know 10 putts in a row from five feet whatever whatever it is but um, and I think a lot of this a lot about golf is it's like automatic feedback good shot bad shot you know good round bad round um and like one thing when I like took a step back is when I won on the LPGA, I was like, wow, I did it. Yeah. You know, and but out here you lose a lot more than you win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not like basketball and where you win, win a lot. Or, sure. Um, yeah. But I think like taking a step back and realizing that, you know, four years ago, I didn't even know if I wanted to play professional golf or if I was good enough and knowing that you are good enough. Um, but yeah, I think just a lot of perspective and seeing the hard work pay off. Um, and just seeing how far you've come because I mm-hmm. seeing you 12 years old I I didn't even know if I wanted to play on the LPGA if I was good enough so yeah. I see a lot of myself in you and just seeing that you know I was your age one day yeah. I, if you one day I was your <laughs> age one time and I loved golf and um, yeah so it's cool yeah it's special for sure but mm-hmm. I, I think the question that was still looming like when you say I don't really have any regrets and it did pay off you, you mentioned the AJGA situation and the burnout process that happens in this game. Mm-hmm. And I have some concerns about that, not for my daughters, but just for dads, mm-hmm. poor dads, mm-hmm. who think that this is what it's going to be. And how many people did you play with that didn't make it, that put in the same amount of work and put in the time, and they didn't, they didn't, it didn't happen for them? And the question that I wonder if you can answer is, of those people, how many of them would say it was worth it? How many of them would say, I wouldn't change a thing? Are there anything? I mean, you have to predict. I mean, you don't know. It's not like you're talking to these people. but Because I, I think a lot of people aren't going to make it. And I wonder if they're going to have regret and what they did to their kids or how they pushed mm-hmm. their kids. I would say a lot. I think as a parent, like, you know, girls that I grew up playing with that were the best in AJGA, the best in this, they would be out there practicing all day and they're 15 years old. That's not fun, you know. And their parents were making them practice and – that's like one thing my parents told me from the get-go like we're not taking you to the golf course like you have to want to go and want to get better like we're not going to force it on you it's your own choice and you know I think that it's parents that push their kids like a little too hard I mean they're I mean your dad knows like kind of like I mean my dad pushed me but it wasn't to the point where I didn't want to because like we had that relationship like I want to use like you know I want him to help me get better but I think if like the player doesn't want it as much as the parent that's when it gets like problematic and just like having a discussion like dad I want you to help me to be the best that I can be like what do you think we need to work on but it needs to be a mutual relationship are are they still better off for it though in the end that the lessons or is it going to be destructive I think destructive personally I think so too I think at a certain point kind of doing that burns you out I think even even out here you know, sometimes you're on the range working on something and you may get more frustrated and it 
becomes a point where it is destructive and you're not making progress. So I think that probably goes back to even Are you able goal. to walk away from it when that starts to happen? Can you self-diagnose? You know, I actually did on Sunday did and you? I did walk away from it. So that was good. After about an hour, I cut myself off and walked away. But it is it is hard to realize it. And that's something you really have to look into and kind of take a step back and look and see, is this productive? Is this helping me? And that sort of thing. So part of being an athlete is getting in the gym and working hard. Is that something you have to do to reach your dreams in this game? I'd say so, definitely. I had some knee injuries from a young age, so for me it kind of just became a part of my life, just mm -hmm. strengthening my legs and keeping on my strength just to stay healthy on top of improving my golf game. And I'd say still that is something I definitely work on. I'm going to try and get in a little workout this afternoon uh, after practice this morning. Just It's a big part of staying is healthy. Is it daily? Is it daily for you? You know, on the road, it's tough yeah. with playing 18 holes and that sort of thing. And doing I doing podcasts when you're trying to go to New York tonight. Like, yeah, I yeah, know. I exactly. Know. We're sorry, but you're hanging out just a little bit longer because this is so cool for us. Yeah. You a workout freak? No. No. <laughs> no. No, I'll be the first to tell you I don't like working out. But I will say I, I have struggled finding the transition um, to working out on tour. Um, that's one of my goals this off season is to be a little bit better because I've always worked out in the off season, but I haven't really transitioned it well. Um, blame it on COVID, not having gyms most of the week, most weeks last year. But that's one thing because how much strain you put on your body. And one of my really good friends, Ryan O'Toole, is really fit, has a really strong core. So, and she's 34 and has never really had an injury. So. It's important and, you know, being strong and, you know, hitting it further is always yeah. nice. Um, yeah, the core thing. Yeah. I think you're kind of in the process of realizing the yeah. core is not being used correctly. God forbid, like you said, she's 12. She's grown half the height she's going to grow. Hopefully she's your size, Elizabeth. <laughs> you must hit the ball a long way. Some days. <laughs> Super far. How far? Yeah. Like scary? You carry, not scary. She carries it at least like 250, 255. Somewhere in there. Yes. Big time. Yeah. You know, I, I think this course probably fits your eyes a little bit then. As, I really if, like this golf course. It, it fits my to, eyes well. Because it's like the width of everything out yes. there. You know, just standing on 10 tee box, if it, anything's half that wide, uh, how is that not the most inviting opportunity to be a, yes. a, a long ball hitter? Definitely, yeah. Definitely some golf courses are better than others, but this one I, I really like. So you guys are privy to the fact that we had Ricky Lasky on, mm -hmm. and Ricky thinks that it's going to be like a nine under type situation to win it out here that's how tough it's playing we'll you're see you're disagreeing or you it think it could play like usga i think the greens are pretty soft girls I think. are good I, I would i would say 15 is going to win 15 i think 15 just because i mean just with the rain that we've had the greens are really soft and so a lot of good like it's a ball striker ball striker golf clubs and make mm -hmm. six footers mm -hmm. all week yeah and but i i will say i mean if it was I mean, it's, it's still a hard golf course because with the contours of the greens and stuff. And I think maybe because the greens are so soft, the, they might get kind of funky with the pin positions. Mm -hmm. They might tuck them a little bit more to like have some more teeth on the golf course. But I think my guess is 15. Hmm. We're usually pretty good at the number. Definitely, All right, yes. I'm going to trust you guys because yeah. you're out there doing yeah. it. Go back to that, though, so, Alec, because yeah. you're making changes a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, I am. What are you working on? I'm working on some swing path stuff. Nice. And, yeah, using my core, like you said, getting that. How's that going? Um, It's difficult at times because I'm breaking it down a lot, and you have to make some changes, which is difficult. And my question um, that connects to that is, 
Have you ever made a, ma a major change that set you back for months, but in the end it took you to the next level? Because that's what I'm trying to do right now. Yes, I feel like both of us can oh, say yes. yes very easily to that question. Mm -hmm. I'd say my biggest swing change was after my rookie year out here. Um, I earned my card back from Q school, didn't have the best year, and really reworked my swing a lot um, and definitely kind of eased into it last year, had an all right year, and then it's definitely been a lot better this year and nice to see that pay off, but it's definitely mm -hmm. taken some time, but yeah. a lot of progress from that big swing change. I know Cheyenne has had similar things with that too. What'd you do? I've done a huge grip change and I think any swing change you do is hard, but I think building a swing that is repeatable, consistent is so important. Um, you know, I, I'm working on my swing path right now. That's what I was texting my coach about. Um, you know, you're trying to get to a point where your swing like is unique to you and you know where the ball is going. It's consistent and something that's repeatable. Um, you know, I've been working on the, I like to whip the club inside on my backswing. I've done that since I was nine years old. And I'm still working oh, on yeah, it. Yeah, I was just yes. going to ask you, like, what is that, like, chronic illness? Chronic illness for me is I love to whip the club inside. Love it. And why, do you, why do you feel that is the case? So is that, is that a takeaway situation? Takeaway, that so what yeah. are you doing with the takeaway then? Oh, I've you're tried about just it. It's just different it far, feels. You try to push it far outside? Uh, I, I don't set my wrist very well. I just kind of roll yeah. it. Oh, my and gosh. So I'm Please trying. take my child right now. <laughs> oh, no. I, no. So she, I remember my dad put me <laughs> behind a garage that? door. Yes. <laughs> so the garage door is behind me. He's like, okay, swing it up and don't hit the garage door. Bam. Bam. Like, just <laughs> repeatedly do it. So, um it's, it's kind of a happy medium because I, I need to set my wrist better. So Does that's what I'm tend to, to do. create, uh, like, are you, are you really inside on the way through it then or no? Uh, I, so this is, she this can get is over the, the top because of that. So she yeah, gets pretty yeah, heavy over the top. Yeah. So this, yeah. So my whole life I've whipped the club inside, but come down on the same plane. So I'd hit a hard, a hard hook. But as I've developed those old bad habits, I've developed other bad habits, which means coming over the top as well. Oh and gosh. that's a death move for me because I'm used to coming from the inside. <laughs> so I would say, you know, just keep working on that takeaway. Yeah. I still work on it. Heck, I'm texting my coach about it. And it's getting better, you know. Um, but it's just something you have to be aware of. I so love it. So it's hard. It's 15 so years like, later, it's getting better. I'm just like, gosh. She had a lesson with her coach last night at about 6 p.m. after we played 18 holes and oh, yeah. in the morning so Cheyenne works hard and definitely works hard on her swing that's for sure when the day you hit a hook we're gonna go get ice cream I'm telling you right now you me oh, oh yeah. yeah you <laughs> you can uh, hit a hook yeah I'm sure it'll happen but like you said no rush and patience I think that's yep. probably two of the greatest variables in this and the separator between you and everybody else is the intangible factor of the mental strength and the mental stability. So, uh, mental coaching happening for you? Do you have some some like people that you lean on for that? Are the, is it the council of parents? Is it friends? Is it other? Like you guys have this really strong relationship. Do you just do you, do you cultivate that and then really dig into to, to one another on that? How do you gain that ground so you can create separation? I'd say it's a little bit of everything. I do have a sports psychologist that I work with, which is great just to call him and talk through some things. But I mean, we both have a great group of friends out here and we've all been through tough times. So it is really nice to talk to other players, get their feedback when you are having those moments. And I'd say that's huge, just kind of sports psychologist away from it and then just be able to talk it through with friends and everyone's gone through similar situations. So always nice to get advice from each other. Same thing. I have a 
sports psychologist as well. I've used him since I was 14. And it's good. It's nice to like have someone you can be honest with and not sugarcoat anything, you know, like be honest about how you're feeling and stuff. But it's also, you know, you have to control your thoughts. And like one thing we're working on, like where your subconscious goes, you know, the negative thoughts about anything, just kind of controlling that and like being mentally tough and strong out there. But I think friends, I mean, you know, we're all competitors at the end of the day, but, um, but you can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I have talked to Elizabeth about stuff. We all talk about stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, a lot of like my, like my friend Ryan O'Toole, like she goes, um, she does like the hypnosis thing and like that's what she does it's very it's just Tell very us interesting what that is. we don't know she what gets that is. i don't know what that is either <laughs> like with the she doesn't get a pendant swinging she's like, done it before but it's it's it like put her out uh-huh and, and it said in that you will state, make birdies really it's like you will go into a mental state of wow. positivity of confidence and wow. like she Supreme was like it was the consciousness apparently that's what tiger used to do she was telling me so just okay. like gets and you in that state of like total relaxed like peace peace of mind like pos- is this before she goes off um, or is this I think just she like practices after. it and it's just like a meditation. Yes, ritual. exactly. Meditation is probably a better word for it. No, I she, like the hypnosis. hypnosis. I, I'm not, every time I see her, I'm going to be like thinking. Yeah, this exactly. Is, you know, in front of well, and that's the thing. I mean, all of us, like Elizabeth, has been in contention this year, and Ryan. Like we were, like we were talking the day before she won the Scottish this year, and you know, no, just similar experiences, and because we're all trying to learn from each other, you know. We all want to get better and just learning, you know, what you do well, what you don't do well, and just, like, leaning on each other a little bit. Any good uh, lessons in that as you've gone through it, things that you've really held on to? I mean, thinking about... So many things. I feel like we've learned so many things from each other. I'd have to think But is there things that you go to? You know, we... Who was it? Vision 54 stuff that we talked to Mm -hmm. about Hannah. Hannah and Abby. Yeah, Hannah and Abby talked about, like, compartmentalizing their process the boxes the think box the play box the you know the pre-shot stuff that you do tiger used to talk about that all the time what he did pre-shot and that's all the psychology aspects of it to create that calm to create that okay this is my rhythm this is how this works and so it's like a free throw shooter you know when they get to the line i'm sure you played some hoops in your day right Mm -hmm. no a little bit when i was younger what were you doing swimming (laughs) i played tennis mostly a little swimming softball a little bit of basketball yeah a little bit so i'm thinking about a free throw shooter. you know that guys that they just go through their routine and i think a lot of that comes from that mental coaching what are those things for you for me, I think it's just being very like factual and simple on the golf course. Like I have a 132 yard shot, I'm gonna aim it here. Like just, just very factual. Or this is an eight foot putt. Like it is, I'm gonna aim it right edge, and that's what it is. Not really putting more emphasis like on emphasis on it being a birdie putt, and just really trying to stay in that moment. There's so much going conviction. on. Conviction. Yeah, a lot this of is conviction, it. and there's so much else going on, and just really focusing on just that one shot, what it is, and just trying to be in that moment and not wander too far away which is a lot easier said than done sometimes is that you too yeah take the emotion out of it mm-hmm. and like what we talk about what is you know your external focus like what she was saying i have 150 yards i'm gonna start it at that tree and finish it three feet right of the pin you know being very precise in your imagery visualization and not and having kind of like it is what it is attitude not you know, getting too high or too low, but just being like, hey, you know, I made the best swing I could, made the best putt I could. It is what it is. Let's just keep going. What do you got for this kid? Because we got to be respectful of your time. 
and you've got other things to worry about. So what do you got? Parting words for, for anybody out there that's aspiring to become the next, you know, future star, you know, contending in these big events. I know we need to be patient. I know all of that. But what other things can you say that might lead to some inspiration? Because we do this for inspiration. We want to walk away from it and say, hey, you don't, don't forget, Elizabeth said, Cheyenne was sitting right across from you and this was the folk. You know, what do you think? I'd say just enjoy the moment that you're in. Like, really, don't get too caught up on everything else. Just enjoy playing golf. Enjoy going to school, spending time with your friends. And just while you're at golf, just be all in. Like, I think Mm -hmm. being all in on it when you're in that moment is really important. So be all in on golf for that moment and then be all in on someone else when you're doing that. Yes, and never forget why you love golf or why you play um and i think i think setting goals is good i mean it doesn't need to be winning Mm -hmm. a tournament it can be you know i want to hit a more i want to hit a draw (laughs) so what do i need to do i need to these next six months or this next two months i want to get my backswing better i want to get my swing direction and my core better and just set those goals you know put them on your mirror put a little sticky note i mean and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of our goals it's never win a tournament because that's very like outcome oriented instead of the process and everyone talks Mm -hmm. about the process but the process is so important and you know like my goal is to become a better putter so what does that lead mean my speed needs to get better inside four feet I'm gonna Mm -hmm. make 20 in a row a day or 10 in a row so just setting little goals for yourself every day and holding yourself accountable I think that's huge to grinding it out and being successful is just holding yourself accountable for sure Awesome. You guys are uh, living it. The, the sign over there reads it like, act like a founder. And Ricky told us, these, these girls are special. Like, they understand the obligation, the sense of responsibility that they have to continue to make what, what you have better for the next generation. And I could just, if I could offer yeah. any advice, not that you want my advice, I'm just some dude. Oh, sure, no. We, yeah, I want to <laughs> I mean, give some advice. I can tell you that my daughter's life has been changed through this tour and I can say that it was as simple as you know Allie McDonald responding to a crazy father sending a swing video of a girl who had an average swing at the time and it was simply she acknowledged her on the range she nodded her head at her she handed her a water once in a while when we were walking she paid attention to the things those little details and you know, it's changed our dynamic as Mm -hmm. a as a family. And we continue to try to like to preach that and say, you really have a lot of power in in your current situation. So use it. Like there are kids around here and I know you know this, but you don't if you can just create one fan, like a genuine fan, like, oh I'm watching and when your when your face is on TV and it's in, a, in the Scottish or it's, it's here, wherever it might be. The excitement that I get to witness in my kids when Allie McDonald, before she became Ewing, was on TV and them jumping around. I know they're little moments and they're small impacts, but they change lives. Mm-hmm. It's That's a fact. Time. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So don't forget that. Like, if there's anything that you can do besides winning, it's, it's, it's soaking those opportunities up. You know, I always told her, and, I, and I, that would be great if she ever made it, but I said, you should bring a youth club with you whenever you can and pull one kid after you're done and say, hey, let's go hit six shots. Keep yeah. the parents away. Tell them they can't come up there. I would love to see that. You know, and, and I think that would be a little moment like, hey, I want to see your swing. Let me give you a swing thought. Like, that's it. They're hooked. Because it is the little stuff that matters out there. And you guys have the power to do that. So, Absolutely. Yes. Sure, it's happening. 
I don't know. Yeah. But you no. got it. You got a new fan here, right, Al? Oh yeah. Yes. No, thank you for having us. It's great what you're doing, and good luck yeah. with everything. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Allie. You two have been amazing. I always dreamed that I would be sitting across from LPGA players, and it's going better than I hoped. What an experience. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having thank us. I'm going to watch you one day out here. You never know, right, kid? <laughs> never know. I'm going to be the old lady in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in New York. Let's catch a train. Thank you for listening, and always remember, Golf is great, the grind makes it greater. That's right. Thanks, guys. Of course, yeah.